This is Emily Sanchez, and you are listening to the Family Matters Podcast, episode 109, Just Because You're Bored Doesn't Mean You're Boring. This is the Family Matters Podcast, where we talk about, you guessed it, all things that matter to a family, from mental health, to parenting, to kids, to divorce, to building the life you want and becoming the person you are meant to be. This is the place we talk about what matters. I'm your host, owner and psychotherapist at Family Matters Counseling, Emily Sanchez. Let's talk. Hello, my friends. How are you doing out there? I hope you're doing well. I just finished up a long day of back-to-back therapy sessions. I think that it went really, really well. I just dropped one of my children off at swim who did not want to come. (laughs) It's been a struggle. He is crying and screaming and I let him have the choice to either pay me 25 bucks or to come to swim lessons. So he did choose to come to swim. Guys, I don't know if that's the greatest parenting, but I will give myself a win today because I didn't get upset. I talked to him, I tried to show empathy, and so I feel like that's a win for me. All right, yes, doing a little bit better there. Um, But I have a topic today. I saw a quote by Eckhart Tolle, and it made my mind really spin. And the quote was this, boredom, anger, sadness, or fear are not yours, not personal. They are conditions of the human mind. They come and go. Nothing that comes and goes is you. Oh boy. I really mean, I needed this really badly. So basically what it's saying to me is just because you are bored does not mean you are boring. Just because you are angry doesn't mean you're an angry person. Just because you are sad does not mean you have to define yourself as a sad person. What is happening is we're identifying too much with our feelings. This is what depression is, right? Uh, The other week, I was really down, uh, just personally struggling with something. I felt really sad. Just I felt like that spark in life that I usually have was gone. And I forgot kind of who I was. (laughs) I forgot that, you know what? I do get over things quite quickly. I forgot that whole saying, this too shall pass. Ugh, I hate that saying when I'm really struggling or when something is really hard. I think it's kind of dismissive, but in a sense, it is true, especially with our feelings most of the time. Uh, so I forgot that feelings do come and go like clouds in the sky, just like I tell my clients. Uh, of course, depression is a little bit different. That's pervasive, and, but most of the time, feelings do come and go. But so I was thinking of all this and I thought it's human nature, right? To attach what we feel consistently to our identity, right? If day in and day out, you hate your job, the people you work with bring you down. So you do not look forward to it. You dread it. You will experience those feelings of dread consistently. And the body gets into a habit. The body actually wants to return 
to the emotions it most experiences, even the crappy ones. I see this with caretaking, whether you're a mother or a father, stay-at-home mom, stay-at-home dad, or even if you don't stay at home. If you're spending hours and hours caretaking, as much as you love your kids, the work is exhausting. There's not much self-care. It's a tad brainless. So let's be honest. Boredom comes into the picture. The doing the laundry, the cleaning, the cooking. As much as we can make it mean we're loving and serving our families, it's just not fulfilling in a way in that moment. And it definitely can feel like we've lost the spark. Our bodies become conditioned to those feelings. So a lot of times when we have the mundane circumstances, we develop that mundane feeling. It can be a dullness. It can be a laziness. It could be a lack of aliveness. And so our bodies actually recreate that because it's a comfort. I know that sounds odd because we don't like the feeling, but we become accustomed to it. We become like it's the body's comfort. So again, it, it is human nature to personify our most consistent feelings. And so it, in my case, even not consistent feelings, because I'm not a consistently like a sad person. I was doing it just feeling low for a week. But what is not human nature is to catch ourselves and do something about it. Uh, when I was feeling down, I was legit worried I would never be happy again. <laughs> and that's not usual for me. I was personifying and identifying too much with the feelings that I was experiencing it instead of detaching and realizing that it's okay to feel. Feel it. This will pass. So the mind, oh, it's such a powerful thing and we can use it to get results that we really need and want or instead we can let it fester and create perceptions and stories that aren't even true and allow those subconscious feelings to stay in our bodies and not do anything. So I prefer uh, the former. Let's do something about it. Let's tap into it. So here's another thing that kind of correlates with this. I had a client come to me and he said, I used to be full of life, life of the party, like vivacious, this energetic, almost hyper type personality. Now this is a dad who has two little babies. One is four months old. One is two years old and he is not sleeping and he's doing a lot of laundry and his wife has postpartum depression and so he's kind of equating coming home to that feeling that he's getting of dullness, of a laziness, of complacency. And I'm thinking in my mind, I've experienced this. Like, I know. Me too. So I asked him about his day. What he did. What emotions the activities evoked. Um, I asked him about the days before he had kids, what he did then, what emotions those activities evoked. And of course, I got a lot different answers <laughs> when it was the activities from before kids and the 
time and connection he felt with his wife and all the things that they did and how free they were to go and experience these things. So now it's like, okay, well, we've got to put more of those activities. You know, he quickly started seeing the light, but stopped me and said, I can't just stop these activities, right? I can't just stop the caretaking and I can't just do all the things that I used to do. I said, of course you cannot, but you can do some. And what we can do with what's remaining and what has to be done is we can change the meaning to the stimulus. Okay, so let's apply this to everyone. The first step to detach our feelings from our identity would be to become aware, okay? This is usually my first step. I'm thinking about it, guys. But in this first step of awareness, I will add, become aware of the stimulus. What activity or person or whatever is causing the thoughts that lead to the emotion? It could be that coworker. Even it could be that child. You know, as much as you love your kids, maybe you have a really hard child. Uh, maybe you have a child that's not that hard, but just takes a lot of care. Um, they can definitely be a stimulus to evoking those emotions. So try to throw the judgment out the door right now. Just try to find the stimulus. Maybe it's driving to the job you dread. Maybe it's doing the laundry. Maybe it's as simple as working from home where you find that you are alone a lot. Okay, so find the stimulus. You know, it's interesting for me, I found <laughs> that I was using my home as the stimulus. It was becoming a stimulus. I was letting this happen where I would attach the thoughts of all I do at home is clean. All I do at home is clean. So I started to think of, oh my gosh, every time I even wake up, like I don't even really want to wake up in this home because all I do here is clean. Or when I'm driving back to home after being somewhere else, I'm like, oh my gosh, well, guess what? I'm driving into the driveway and all I have to do is clean. I was allowing that thought to permeate and I was getting that feeling of dread. I was getting that association. So I discovered my stimulus was my home, which only took a little bit of twinking for me because I love my home. So step two then, okay, is what I had to do. Identify and then change the thoughts you have generated from the stimulus. Okay, so this is literally making new neural pathways. Write down the thoughts you would like to have. This takes a little effort. You could even do this with a therapist so you can role play the thoughts you want to have when you're triggered. So what I had to do with my stimulus was, oh my goodness, like I love my home. My home gives me comfort. My home, I, we just remodeled my home. My home is beautiful. I want to clean the things in my home because I appreciate the beauty so much more. But maybe I was cleaning a little too much. That ended up being everything I was doing. So let's do it for 15 minutes, right? And now let's enjoy my home. There's all sorts of things. My home is where I see my children. I see their smiles. So I had to implant those new thoughts into that stimulus. 
Now, step three is a totally different approach. It's the social work approach. It's that person in environment. Do you need to change up your environment? Okay, so if you know that you're in need of adult conversation, go get it. If you know that one coworker at work drives you crazy, talk to someone about it. Try to change it. If sending your laundry out to a service to do for you will help you now and then, do it. If you realize, oh my gosh, I've been inside for three days straight, make the effort to plan a hike or set aside time every day to be outside. Change your environment. You will be amazed to see what can happen from this. This also tells yourself something, okay? If you are working on changing circumstances and changing things in your life for your betterment, you're sending yourself a message that you are worth the effort. Whoa, that's big. So I'm going to leave that step at that. Okay, so again, number one, become aware. Become aware of the emotion that you are identifying with. You're starting to tell yourself, oh my gosh, I'm boring. I'm a boring person. I'm not fun anymore. Or I'm this or that. I'm angry. I'm finding I'm angry. I'm an angry person. What are you personifying? What are you identifying with? Is this just an emotion that's actually not part of you, but you're making it part of you? So start with that. Become aware and then become aware of the stimulus. What is the trigger? What is triggering that emotion? And then step two, identify the thoughts associated with that trigger and change them. Step three is change your environment. Go outside. Get with friends. Do something you know would help to change the personification of emotions through changing your environment. Okay? I know you can do this. And just like me, again, feelings come and go. Anyone that needs to hear this, remind yourself, you are not your feelings. You are you. You can become anything you want. Honestly, you have so many gifts. The core person inside yourself knows the way. Trust yourself. Become what you want and what you are. All right? Make it what you want. Okay, I'll talk to you next time. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to Family Matters Podcast today. If you are in need of more services, I offer therapy in Arizona. I also have an online overcoming divorce course that you could check out. I'll provide links. And if you need me, email me at familymatterscounselor at gmail.com.